Good morning, Squatchers, and welcome to Expedition Sasquatch, the premier podcast for the seekers of truth and all y'all that want to see Bigfoot dead. I think we should go back to calling him Deadfoot. I have a strong reason to believe that on this week's episode of Expedition Sasquatch, we will find and kill Bigfoot, or possibly a skunk ape. We're going to be in Florida. Whatever. Close enough. Big ol' ape. Like a humanoid. Massive feet. Tendency to hide in the woods. Swamps. Gigantopithecus erectus. Slain by my hands. I can feel it. It is going to happen. (laughs) I'm in my new little truck headed down 515 south towards Atlanta. I ain't much of a fan of Atlanta, but I'm even less of a fan of my final destination on this journey, and that is the swamps of Orlando, Florida. I probably won't have much to say while I'm driving, but uh, I'm going to keep recording anyways. It gives me something to do. And Jimbo, you can cut out all the boring bits when they happen. In in fact, uh, yeah, it is actually a pretty good spot, Jimmy. Jimbo, Jimmy Rooney. Go ahead and cut right here whatever housekeeping stuff we got. And uh, then we'll uh, get on with the hunt. and I'm the voice of Jack on the podcast that you're currently listening to. And I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who has supported us so far. We really love making this wacky little show, and we get to do it because people buy from our sponsors or sponsor us directly and purchase our merchandise. Today's episode is sponsored by New LJ Television. New LJ Television is a homegrown media collective. They're pushing the boundaries of what television can be. They're changing the rules. They're going the distance. They're going for speed. Oh crap, I'm quoting song lyrics. Anyhow, New LJ Television is a group of folks trying to change the way TV works. Yes, I'm even changing the way TV is pronounced. It's TV now. They're up in the North Georgia mountains making independent programming for their community and serving it up online and on Roku. Check them out at newlj.tv. This is Jack here with a news bulletin from the Spider Wars. It seems that, for whatever reason, there has been very little coverage in the lamestream media of the ongoing conflict betwixt the most evil army in the history of humanity and an army composed entirely of satanic spider folk what is being waged in the streets of Washington, D.C. at this very moment. As I am the one responsible for instigating the war, and as I still have a few contacts in the area that uh, I can reach with my long-range, low-power radio, I have undertaken the duty of reporting on the war. And uh, I 
Well, I'm not exactly sure how this is going to get distributed, but I figure Jimbo will figure it out. Anyhow, any who, any what. War. War. Huh. What is it good for? Good God, y'all. My contacts in D.C., Northern Virginia, and Maryland have presented wildly conflicting views on the situation on the ground, but they all agree on one thing, namely that there is an active, massive cover-up being undertaken at the highest possible levels of power to prevent the public from being made aware of the threat of the Spider-Folk. Emma, in Baltimore, she tells me that the Spider-Folk are tunneling underneath the highways that connect D.C. from the rest of the nation and are attempting to collapse them. She suspects that they will next invade the complex series of tunnels that stake beneath the city itself, that which connect all the various government buildings together and form the nervous system of the mighty many-headed beast known as the United States. And that seems fairly reasonable to me. It's a reliable tactic. But, out of Northern Virginia, I've heard tell from longtime listeners Tim and Thomas that the military has been executing hordes of spider folk throughout the forests surrounding the area. Mostly using incendiary devices and under the guise of training exercises. Now, if it were me, I would certainly be using a flamethrower. It is effective against cactus xenomorphs. It works fine on mole men. I'm certain that it works on people, and it will most certainly work on spider folk. But I can't find any evidence to support Tim and Thomas's claims. The tunnel thing, I mean, that's obvious. Of course, that's what the spider folk are doing. But I think extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and I just ain't seen any evidence that leads me to believe that the spider folk are foolish enough to allow themselves to be barbecued so far from their goal. My dear friend Noah, who is currently residing within the belly of the beast itself, somewhere near, near uh, somewhere near, uh, what's it called, McPherson Square, has yet a third, quite different take on the situation. He said that he has personally seen no evidence of ongoing resistance from the government of the United States and that he wakes up every morning to find most of the trees and many of the buildings in the city covered in webs. So, uh, that's all I got, folks. Some kind of spider war might be unfolding, but with three separate accounts of three separate sets of events with three separate levels of... Success, something curious is afoot. Possibly an eight-foot, octafoot, arachnafoot. Anyhow, there is something going on, and I will report it post haste. Florida, right? Well, no. 
Right now, I'm sitting at the truck stop, having just finished a meal made entirely of things so processed that I am hesitant to call them food. Most of them are basically just bricks of sodium. Anyhow, uh, when I get back on the road, I will be heading to Florida. Why am I heading to Florida, you might ask? You might go so far as to say, Jack, Florida is the limp, moldy cock of the United States, all shriveled and diseased. And there are few places on Earth more distasteful. And you'd be right. Honest to God, you'd be right as rain. But I'm heading to Florida anyway on account of what we got on video while I was on the run of a large, bipedal critter what was covered in fur rampaging through the streets of Orlando, Florida. Video ain't got no sound, and it's a little fuzzy and a little shaky. But there was definitely something Sasquatch-shaped just wrecking shit in central Florida. <laughs> like, that's a win for me, man. Now, usually, I'd assume that this was a Floridian zombie. There has been a resurgence of their population in recent years. Or perhaps something would escape from Universal Studios and their dungeons beneath. But, well, there was just, I, you know, I, there was something about this footage that just, that was connected with me on a visceral, spiritual, transcendental level, and I can't explain it. But I knew instantly that this creature has been with me as long as I have been breathing. I could feel in my bones that this creature has been haunting my nightmares for as long as I have been con a, a conscious and, 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 and aware adult. This is truly, the, it's the simulacra of my nightmares. It is a construct of impossible power and complexity looming over me. It is a tulpa comprised of my own idiosyncrasies. It might even be me. I mean, anyhow, what could it be if not the Squatch? Let's be honest here, though. Truly. Uh, so, I'm making my way down south. And I'll enter the kingdom of Ron Desunt... Des I can't even say his name without gagging. I'll enter the kingdom of Ron. And I'll find the Squatch. I'll kill the Squatch. And then I might just get with my boyfriend Skippy and see if we can't work up some kind of techno-occult mechanism by which the state of Florida can be wiped from existence. We do not need two Australias on this here planet Earth, especially one wang-shaped. Can't hurt to try, anyway. Anywho, I'm on the trek again, and I will check back in when I've got something else to share. Jimbo just sent me a thing. I, uh... Well, y'all know I ain't really up with all this technology. And I ain't sure exactly what to call this thing that uh, Jimbo sent me. It was like a movie, but it was like tall. And it kept looping over and over again. I watched it like 12, 
15 times before I realized it's literally just the same, like, 20 seconds over and over again. Anywho, it's some kind of video, right? And, uh, it shows the creature. And, well, well, I got some bad news. I got worse news. And then I've got good news. It's not the Sasquatch. That is the bad news. But I know what it is, and that's the worst news. Listen to the thing for yourself, and see if you can suss out what this beast actually is. Oh boy! After nearly a hundred years trapped in that damnable fault, I'm free! Watch out, world! Mickey's coming for you! <laughs> That's right, folks. It's that Disney rat. <laughs> I just knew that Disney was going to keep that thing locked up. Hell, I helped design its prison. <laughs> I suppose it was inevitable, though. It's out. And that's bad news for everyone. But, and this bit is the good news. Remember the good news that was a couple minutes back? Since he's free and he's out here walking around. The good news is that means I get to kill him. <laughs> Think of it, folks. My name will go down in history. Jackson QRST Sinclair, the man who finally slew that damn Disney rat. I, uh, I gotta get to Florida as quick as I can manage. I'm gonna need to spend some time refamiliarizing myself with the lore before I engage this critter, this demonic vermin, this spawn from the pit. Good God, Bob Iger's such a fucking idiot. I warned him. I warned him that that damn rat is going to get loose and that he was going to terrorize the nation. And that all I was going to have to do is put the thing down and it would solve all our problems. And he was all like, no, he's the beating lifeblood of our company and the source of all our power. We won't allow him to escape. Otherwise, our unstoppable media machine will slow down slightly and we won't be quadrillionaires. Dumb piece of garbage wasn't up to the task, and now I gotta take the matters into my own hands. Peace-loving pacifist that I am. <laughs> I can't even pretend. I can't wait to kill that mouse. Anyway, folks, I will be back soon, once I'm out of the truck and ready to make a plan. I have got to find a bathroom, and I have got to hydrate. All that processed food has turned into some form of vaguely biological cement in my innards and that is not fit for fighting no rat Hey 
everyone. It's Josh here again. <laughs> yeah, twice in one episode. What could possibly be going on? I just want to take a minute to say that, yes, Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain, and that means that folks like us can use him as a character in the things that we produce. There are some limitations and carve-outs that limit what can be done, and there's a recent blog post up on the new LLJ television blog that gets down into the details of what can and cannot be done with Mickey Mouse. Probably. So, we're not lawyers, and... I must recommend that you please exercise appropriate caution because the Disney Corporation is enormous and dangerous, and Expedition Sasquatch is a work of fiction. Anyway, newlj.tv backslash blog has all of the details. Folks, it's been about 12 hours, but I made it to Orlando. Things here are dire. There is pandemonium in the streets. It seems like everyone is aware that the rat is loose, and some of them are in an absolute panic. It's as if some kind of mind virus is spreading amongst the population, turning what were once the already fairly deranged residents of Florida into a hyper-violent cult in servitude. Of a lost trickster god, which is pretty much exactly what's happening. I tried to take shelter in a local hotel, but when they found out that I was here to exterminate their god, I was uh, coerced into uh, making a hasty retreat. <clears throat> so, it appears that in a twist of irony that is not lost on me, there is only one place in the entire region where I will be safe. I have entered the Walt Disney World Swamp on foot with a small inflatable pack raft, and I am making for a Sasquatch research outpost that I surreptitiously secreted upon an abandoned island within the resort complex. I will make camp on the deserted island formerly known as Discovery Island, in a facility that I last used some 20-plus years ago. And I must stress to all listeners, Discovery Island is an incredibly dangerous place, and more dangerous than the parks here at Disney at large. And you should not venture to Discovery Island under any circumstances, not even to recover my rat-ravaged corpse, should that be what comes of me. But I'm going to go there to Discovery Island, because I know the way, and because I am well and truly aware of the dangers. You see, old Walt, Mr. Disney himself, was a practitioner of the occult, much like a, my beloved Skippy, except Walt was a selfish son bitch. He summoned up ancient spirits of evil from beyond the realm of human understanding. He reached into the dark, and he clutched the throat of something that had way too many heads for one human hand. And he dragged it into our realm and trapped it in celluloid and built a fortune on their backs. These resorts and parks down here in Florida and across the globe 
were erected as temples to these ancient, forgotten, evil gods, keeping them strong enough for a cash flow to fund the media giant known as the Disney Corporation, but diverting enough worship from the gods and back into Walt himself as to keep the ancient gods weak and ensure Walt's immortality. But this is all common household knowledge that I'm just disseminating for the purposes of comprehension of what else I must do. They spend far too long fooling with ancient wisdom and arcane magic that they barely comprehend. And now it's time to pay the piper. Folks, I am going to send this one off to Jimbo. And then... Tonight, I'm going to set up some traps, and tomorrow, I will engage the rat in single combat. One of us will emerge victorious, and the other will end up face down in the swamps of Orlando, Florida, soon to eventually become one with the earth. Quite dead. So if you don't hear from me again, hide. It won't save you, but it will buy you a little time. And time is the currency by which we all must trade. Until next time, listeners, if there is a next time, good night and happy hunting. This has been Expedition Sasquatch. We will return in a week or three, and hopefully we'll slaughter us up a Disney rat. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find a small selection of Expedition Sasquatch merchandise in the new LJ Television store. There's a link at the top of our website. Visit ExpeditionSasquatch.org for more information. Expedition Sasquatch is brought to you under a Creative Commons CC by SA 4.0 license. It was written by Andrew Roach and voiced by me, Josh Allen. Our theme music today was the St. Louis Blues, as written by W.C. Handy in 1914 and performed by Violet Hunter, a.k.a. Dr. Deathray, 110 years later. You can find more music from The Good Doctor at analogrevolution.bandcamp.com. She's got a whole album of public domain covers, and it's pretty damn good. And uh, you can find more Expedition Sasquatch, you know, me, at expeditionsasquatch.org, and catch our TV show from New LJ Television at newlj.tv. There you go. All right, all right, all right. I'm so tired. <laughs>